Welcome back to Sideline Exposure. I'm your host, Mitchell Crossan, and we're talking Heisman this week. Yesterday, it was announced Caleb Williams is your 2022 Heisman Trophy winner, and in a blowout, I have the final results in front of me. Caleb Williams, just over 2,000 total points, 2,031, 544 of those points coming first. Max Duggan, TCU, finished second with just over 1,400 total points, 188 first place points. So really kind of a blowout win. And then from here, we have CJ Stroud third, Stetson Bennett fourth, and that rounds out your Heisman finalists. So in a year where we didn't have a true Heisman finalist or Heisman contender that pulled away like in years past, I mean, you, you could go back to, I think it was 2018, where Kyler Murray and Tua Tagovailoa were kind of fighting it out. I think a lot of people felt like it was going to be Kyler. You kind of had Dwayne Haskins sitting in there in the grass on the side. But since then, there have there haven't been a ton of years like this where we're like kind of unsure who it's going to be. Now, I was saying it was probably going to be Caleb Williams going into this. That's going to come out on top of the Heisman. People were saying, well, you got the two losses to Utah. You got the blowout loss to Utah in the Pac-12 championship game. Sure, but you could clearly see that Caleb Williams was hurt. He started off that game very electric, had a lot of big plays in the first quarter, and then you saw him limping, you saw him getting banged up. And remember, in that USC-Utah Pac-12 championship game, Caleb Williams and USC came out swinging, and early second quarter, they were up 17-3. to And that was in large part thank you to Caleb Williams and his ability to break plays both through the air and on the ground, right? He's a dual-threat quarterback, and that helps with awards like these. He's electric. And now, as we know, Utah went on, what is this, like a 44-7 to run to close out this game over the next, more or less, three quarters, if we're including most of the second quarter there. But you could see Caleb Williams was hurt, limping, it was banged up. And what I was saying online is that I don't think Heisman voters are going to ding Caleb Williams for this performance. A big part of the reason why I thought C.J. Stroud didn't really have a chance to win the Heisman is because of that loss to Michigan. I said the Heisman voters aren't going to like, A, that loss, but also how you lost that, how it was a blowout in the fourth quarter. People were saying, well, if that's the case, then the Heisman voters are not going to like this blowout loss that USC had to Utah. And I go, okay, sure. But first of all, a lot of people already had, a lot of Heisman voters already had Caleb Williams in their mind going into this game. I think they saw enough of him with these electric plays in the first quarter to cement that, yep, this is my guy, I'm going to vote for him. Even though you saw USC get blown out in the second half, you could see Caleb get hurt. So you could say, you know what, I know they got blown out, but Caleb was limping, he wasn't the same. If he was healthy, does USC win? I don't know if they win, but maybe Caleb continues to make plays and it's a closer game. But the point is, the injury, the fact that this happened so late in the year in the Pac-12 championship game, a lot of voters, I feel, had already made up their mind going into that game that they were going to vote for Caleb. I kind of just touched on why I didn't think CJ Stroud had a chance, and good for him for being a back-to-back finalist, Heisman finalist. He was there last year, but I, I just didn't really think he had a true shot after losing to Michigan. Max Duggan and TCU had a great year. Never felt like he was a true contender for the Heisman, and I think that's largely in part due to TCU kind of felt like the team that everybody was waiting for to lose a game, and they never did until Kansas State. But when you're not really a true Heisman contender, and I'm not saying that personally, just the vibe and the 
the energy around him wasn't there to become a Heisman contender. And then you lose the Big 12 championship game to Kansas State. I know it's a close game. I know you can point to some plays and say, TCU probably should have won that game. Max Duggan finished second overall. That's fine. But didn't feel like he was a true contender to win. Stetson Bennett fourth. I think he had 20 passing touchdowns on the year. Not that stats are everything. They're not everything. But they're definitely a big part of the award, especially for the Heisman. Now, here's the thing about Stetson Bennett. I think you could easily make the case that Georgia is probably the best team in the country. If you're the quarterback, if you're the starting quarterback for the best team in the country, that statement in, ex- in itself is a pretty good reason why you could win the award. Now, you have to have the numbers to back it up, and Stetson Bennett has 20 passing touchdowns on the year. That is very low. Not that it's a knock on Stetson, but you're not going to win the Heisman Trophy for being the best, for being the quarterback on the best team if you only have 20 passing touchdowns to show for it. So, when you take those things into consideration, it felt like it was kind of an easy vote for Caleb. We do have to give a shout out to Lincoln Riley. This is the third Riley coached quarterback to win the Heisman Trophy, joining Baker Mayfield 2017 and Kyler Murray 2018. And remember, the, the transfer Jalen Hurts from Alabama to Oklahoma was a finalist for the Heisman Trophy in 2019. And Jalen, if I remember correctly, started that year hot, looking pretty good in that offense. Now, he didn't win it, but Lincoln Riley, the college football quarterback whisperer, or just quarterback whisperer in general, certainly seems like it. Now, his teams aren't built for national championships, at least not right now. Obviously, he has a little hill to get over with Utah in the Pac-12. Not that he can't. His defense with his teams, Oklahoma and now USC, has obviously been a struggle. But his ability to develop his quarterbacks and put his quarterbacks in a position in their offense to be successful doesn't mean just putting up stats, but they're looking good. And you could point to, quote-unquote, Heisman moments for all of those guys. Heisman moments for Bacon, Baker Mayfield that year. Heisman moments for Kyler Murray in 2018. And Heisman moments for Caleb Williams, even in that Pac-12 championship game, like we talked about with those big plays before he got hurt. And I know that Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray are in interesting situations right now in the NFL, but both those guys have had some sort of success at the next level where Seal and Jalen Hurts have success at the next level. Caleb Williams, once he can go pro, I imagine, will have success at the next level. So Riley, not only has he, has he done a good job developing his QBs and putting them in a position to be successful with his system in college, but it's translating to the NFL. Okay, so that's going to do it for today, just a short episode of SE. We're going to keep releasing these pods once a week every Sunday. We're going to drop a TCU Michigan kind of preview, look into some stuff, nothing too crazy, but that's going to be next Sunday. And then the Sunday following that is going to be Ohio State and Georgia. And then that following weekend is the college football playoff semifinals. So two more of these episodes, and then we're going to be diving into some recaps, and we're going to see who's playing for the national championship. You can follow us on our social medias at Silent Exposure on everything other than Twitter at Silent Expose. Thanks for listening, and as always, go Bucks.